1: Howdy, howdy, howdy! Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP nine thirty AM radio. The answer brought to you by Border Hawk News. Thank them uh, for our great show that we've got today because my friends, it's packed. We've got uh, no less than five uh, five folks that are uh, that are our guests today. So let me uh, go ahead and. and um, introduce them to you first of all this show is on saturday june 19th 2021 i always try to put in the date of the show so for posterity uh, purposes because uh we post the recordings um we post the shows on uh various uh social media and so that way the people know which date uh this show was um was broadcast on so at any rate welcome on this saturday june 19th 2021 who are our guests okay First guest is Mr. Brandon Judd, a good friend of ours, uh, and he's president of the of the board of National Border Patrol Council. He um, is going to be chatting with us about the morale uh, of the border patrol agents, the headaches that they are facing because absolutely they are not getting any support, any support or respect for that much, but any support from the uh, from the Biden administration. These poor guys are out there more like Walmart greeters than they are trying to protect our border. Our, our uh, The next guest, our uh, second guest, is um, Sheriff Micah Harmon from Lavaca County, Texas. Now, Lavaca County is not too close to the border, uh, and I wanted to chat with him because uh, these counties away from the border are being impacted upon uh, by the border crisis. So uh, Sheriff Harmon is going to be chatting with us about uh, what's going on in his county. We also have Sheriff uh, Henry Truchette Truchessette, rather, from Galveston County uh, here in Texas. And Galveston County is smack dab on the coast right next to, to Houston. And uh, one of the curious things that's happening is uh, the amount of drugs that they are picking up at the shore, uh, either that's being dumped uh, as delivery or it uh, is lost in an exchange Uh Or it is uh, being brought in and something goes wrong and it falls overboard. Whatever the issue, the amount of drugs that is being found now uh, on the seashore, uh, on the Texas Gulf Coast, my friends, is exorbitant. It's tremendous. Uh, Our next guest, uh, our fourth guest, is uh, Sheriff Chuck Jenkins from Frederick County, Maryland. Chuck Jenkins, Sheriff Jenkins is great. You're going to really enjoy that that interview. And our finally, and, and our final guest is Congressman Chip Roy from the 21st District of Texas. So my friends, sit back and let's go to our first guest. A sit back because this is a packed show. Call your friends, tell them to join us. El Conservador George Rodriguez on KLUP 930 AM Radio. The answer. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And we've got uh, a good friend of ours, Mr. Brandon Judd, who is president of the uh, national uh, local of the uh, Border Patrol agents. And I wanted to get him on because he recently was on uh, Fox News. And uh, was quite critical of what's going on at the border uh, or the response of w- towards what's going on the border going on at the border by um, uh, Vice President uh, Kamala Harris as well as uh, I wanted to ask him about uh, what the um, uh, what the morale is like for these poor overworked border patrol agents Brandon thank you very very much for coming on. Thank you for taking time to be with us uh, talk to me about um, your uh, your thoughts and your feelings regarding um the uh, your well just about your visit on Fox News
0: well, I, there's a couple things that we have to look at, um, and then we'll get into the morale. But uh, I'll talk about why the morale is so low. But if you look at the, the visit of Vice President Harris to Guatemala and Mexico, it was extremely disappointing. She said that her, the, the, purpose, the stated purpose of the visit was to uh, address the root causes of migration to the United States. We know what those root. What, we know what the, the root cause is. Um, the root cause is catch and release. Any time that you're releasing people into the United States across the border lately, if You reward people for violating the laws, they're going to continue to come. She says that it's poverty, that it's uh, government turmoil, that it's climate change, um, that it's dangerous in those locations. And and while I agree, um, well, I don't know about the climate change, but while I agree... With all of the other things, those conditions have existed um, for as long as I've been in the Border Patrol. They existed during President Trump's term, yet we dropped the illegal immigration to 45-year lows. And the reason we did it is because President Trump ended the catch-and-release. Once the Biden administration came in and they reversed those policies uh, that ended that program, the catch and release program, When they reverse those policies and reintroduce the catch and release, that's why illegal immigration exploded. So, you know, she can she can try to bait and switch. She can try to distract the American public by saying, well, here's the root causes. We know the root causes. The evidence is already there. And then when you top that off, listen to what she said. This is a vice president. She said, don't come. Don't come. I believe you'll be sent back. When has a vice president ever said, "I believe something will happen"? <laughs> She's the vice president of the United States, for heaven's sakes. She has to know what's going to happen, <laughs> and she says, "I believe um, you're going to be sent back." So, I, I mean, come on.
1: Look, who's in charge? That question. It, it that, that really is. Have. I mean, it, it's um, comical. <laughs> And you know and, and again, you know the like you're pointing out i mean the uh, the dictatorships, the poverty, everything has existed forever in those third world countries. that's why they are third world countries, and suddenly now, you know uh she wants to know what the root got. i mean she could have studied that in in college maybe, but uh you know rather than than taking a trip and spending more money uh you know, it's got to be very, very disturbing to the to to the agents. Uh, that uh, you know, they are—they're just not being backed up. They're just not being supported.
3: No, no, we're not, and it gets even worse. So
1: she
0: she made that trip to uh, um, Guatemala, Mexico, and then she she got beaten up by both the right and left media. I mean, she got destroyed um, by by both sides of the media because of that visit, because she was so wrong on so many different levels. Then she tries to back it up. She tries to make her base happy. On June 10th, uh, in an interview with Univision, she says that for the entirety of her career, she has been an advocate for immigrants, both documented and undocumented so she basically just said she just told everybody it is okay if you violate our laws i'm going to advocate for you even if you're an undocumented immigrant i'm going to advocate for you it doesn't matter that you committed a crime i'm going to advocate for you she is encouraging people through her words and not just words but her actions with the catch and release she is encouraging people by word and action to violate our laws that's the reason why, why morale in the Border Patrol is just at an all-time
1: low. You know, it, it, it seems that, that they just cannot get the grip or get the understanding, or, I, or maybe they do and they just ignore it. But, uh, you know, when you, when you reward, when you excuse and reward illegal immigration, you're just going to get more. And that's what's happening. They're excusing it because they're making all, you know, because it's everything, including climate change. And then they're rewarding them by just by the catch and release. I don't get it. I, I don't understand why they don't understand why they can't see that.
0: Well, and the, and the other equation, and the, well, let, me, let me address that. They do see it they know exactly what's going on. What they're doing is they're pandering to their base. They're trying to make their base happy. They want to get their their base out um, voting. That's what they're trying to do. Um, and in the process of doing that, they're harming United States citizens. This is the vice president and the president of the United States. Their job is to protect U.S. citizens, not to protect those people that, violate our laws. We talk about illegal immigration, and people think of that, and they don't equate it to violating our laws. That's an illegal act. To cross our border illegally, illegal immigration is a violation of our laws, yet this administration is encouraging um, you know, the lawlessness that exists in, in, in our country. And then on top of that, because of what's happening, we're at all-time highs in um, in border crossings and because we're at all-time highs our resources are completely and totally overwhelmed our agents are stuck in processing they're not able to go after the the criminal cartels go after the money that is coming into the United States go after all go after all of the criminality we're stuck Processing, um, and so we, we have these large gaps in our coverage that these criminal cartels are able to exploit. They're making billions of dollars every single year, and they're doing it because of policies in the United States, this administration's policies, and it just doesn't make any sense. It,
1: it, it, it's are the uh, are the cartels uh, or the illegal aliens? Are they getting? Are they becoming more aggressive? More? Uh, Provocative, in uh, you know when uh, in coming across uh, when they encounter a uh, an agent, uh, or or is it uh, you know or is the violence still over on the other side mostly what what what's happening in that aspect of it.
0: They're not provocative right now because they don't need to be. If they can cross their products without being violent, that's what they're going to do. Because they know that violence brings attention onto the border. So it's when we're doing a really good job, when we're able to cut into their, their, their profits, when we're able to go after all of their products that are coming across the, the border, that's when they become violent. But right now they don't need to be violent. They're able to get their products across the border with with very little um, harassment or very little law enforcement presence, and because of that, they just don't need to be. They know they're going to be able to make the money without bringing attention onto the violence that they will commit if they can't get their products across.
1: Wow. Yeah. You know that 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 says volumes <laughs> when when they don't have to worry about about being stopped. Uh, so so I mean overall, how is the how is the the uh, how are the the agents holding up? Uh, you know,
0: I, I, I love I love border patrol agents because they're very resilient and, and they want to do the best that they can for this country. They care about this country. They also care about legal immigration. These agents are very compassionate. They understand that we have a legal process and they support that legal process. They know that this country is the most compassionate country in the world. They know that we take care of more people uh, on average than any other country in the world. Uh, and for that reason, they still put on that uniform, and they go out and they do their job, but they just don't feel the support of this administration. They just don't feel like they're able to make a difference. And so it becomes very difficult every morning, every night, during you're working a night shift, to put that uniform on and go out and, and, and patrol the border. It's, it's, just, it's so sad because we should have the support of this administration, yet we don't
1: it it really is tragic it is, it's it's very disturbing it's very disturbing driving down to uh del rio uh the other day I, I i got uh run off i mean i was literally run off the road by um by a chase and uh unfortunately you know that's becoming more, much more much more common uh brandon what would you i mean here at the close what would you leave our leave with our with our listeners what uh, any message that you would leave with us
0: start writing your congressman. Let them know your outrage. Let them know that you want a secure border. We know that the vast majority of the American public wants that border secured. That's come out time and time again in polls. Yet the problem is, is the, the silent uh, majority, they just don't let their voice be heard. So you've got these mobs, you've got these, uh, these very small groups, but they're very very vocal. And because they're vocal you get this administration pandering to them. We need our congressmen to get involved. We need them to hear your voice.
1: You got it, buddy. Uh, thank you very, very much for for coming on. and And our prayers are with the agents and with uh, and with your leadership to speak up for them. Thank you very, very much. Always good to talk with you. Thank you. you got it. Been speaking with our good friend uh, Brandon Judd, the, uh, president of the, um, the president of the the uh, president of the Border Patrol uh, Union. And uh, I, you know, folks, it, it is very, very disturbing to watch and s- talk to these. Uh, agents at the border uh, to see their commitment, to see the commitment on their face, but at the same time to see the sadness, and I'm dooming the sadness that um, you know they're they're deserted, they are deserted by this administration. Uh, they've become little more than Walmart greeters. It's it's outrageous. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez El Conservador on KLUP 9:30 AM radio, the answer. Hi folks, this is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, 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 my friends. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And we've got uh, another sheriff with us. We've been talking to several of them across across the state and across the country. Uh, Today, we've got with us, we've got uh, Sheriff uh, Micah Harmon, who is uh, the sheriff in Lavaca County uh, here in Texas. Uh, For those of you that are Texan, uh, that would be like Hallettsville, Texas. That's the uh, county seat. Um, But it's um, located more or less uh, between San Antonio and Houston. Uh, And uh, what we call the coastal plains So uh, I wanted to talk to I wanted to ask uh, Sheriff Harmon uh, How the border crisis is impacting on them He is um, His county is located in a corridor Right between uh, San Antonio and Houston And um, so there's bound to be a lot of traffic Uh, Sheriff, welcome to the show Thank you for taking time to be with us uh, talk to us about um, what you're seeing regarding the uh, the border crisis. How is it affecting you, uh, your county?
3: Sure, George. Uh, first of all, I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity, and um, I appreciate you uh, keeping this uh, topic out in front of the public because it's it's very uh, important uh, that uh, the citizens know what is really going on, other than what they're hearing from the current administration in Washington, D.C. Um, Lavaca County is, is uh, located on, uh, we actually have three major highways, uh, U.S. Uh, 77, which comes up from the Valley, U.S. 77 Alternate, which also comes that way, and U.S. Highway 98, uh, that runs uh, east and west from Houston uh, to uh, Sakeen. Towards San Antonio, so those three major highways keep us pretty busy. We're we're actually uh, say 275 miles from McAllen, so when people think that these border issues are just going on uh, down along the border, that's not true. They're they're affecting uh, basically everyone in the state of Texas and and also the United States with criminality that's coming across the border. Um, here in Lavaca County. Um, We've had uh, numerous
1: Sheriff, when, when when we talk about uh, the issue of the transporting of these uh, illegal aliens, as well as the drugs as well, um, uh, when you have a, a, a when you have just a regular traffic stop, I mean nowadays it it, it becomes very very dangerous, doesn't it? Because you don't know if the, if, what they're carrying and what they're capable of doing, right? Uh, that's correct. Um, you know, we
3: never know uh, if, if we're gonna stop a vehicle, what we may think is just a missing license plate or, or a license plate that doesn't match a vehicle, uh, you know, sometimes they'll pull over and we'll get the situation resolved, And uh, or if it's one of these uh, uh, human smugglers, uh, then the pursuit is on. So we never know uh, when we conduct a traffic stop, be it for speeding or whatever, if it's going to be a routine, uh, normal traffic stop or if it's going to be one of these uh, wild chases.
1: Wow, and uh, uh, again, how how large is your county, and how many how, how many uh, deputies do you have
3: to cover it? Uh, we're we're nine hundred seventy five square miles. Uh, we have a, a, a large county, and uh, I have fourteen deputies. that that range from my chief deputy on down to my patrol deputy. I have, uh, uh, of course, investigators and civil process servers. And so when it comes to actual patrol officers, I, I only have five or six. Wow. So it's, uh, it's a large county being covered by, by a, a, a small team of, of uh, deputies.
1: Right. And, and I would imagine that, uh, I mean, given the price of gasoline nowadays that uh your resources are, are 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 really getting stretched out, aren't they
3: they are um, uh we, you know with these pursuits uh, uh we've we've encountered now to where the uh the smugglers are are, are having um, um uh, blockers and uh people to run interference for them um we've had uh that we've had them try to crash our patrol cars um you know, we they run off uh, down these uh, gravel roads and into the into these pastures, and, and and it it takes a toll on our vehicles. So it, it is uh, it, it it is hard on our resources. And and not only here at the sheriff's office, we've had two two uh, crashes. Uh, not not my sheriff's office, but. but our local police department here has has initiated two pursuits with human smugglers uh, that uh, resulted in, in uh, severe crashes. One of, one of the vehicles crashed and caught fire, uh, and it had probably if uh, 15 to 18 individuals in it. Uh, of course. Uh, a lot of them were injured, and that took uh, that took a toll on our resources. All of our ambulances were deployed, our fire departments, uh, all of our law enforcement. So it's not just the the, the officers uh, that are chasing these people. It, it, when it results in a crash like that, it, it depletes all of our resources, all of our emergency first
1: responders. Wow! Now, sheriff, you you've been involved in uh in a in, in a couple of uh these large meetings that um, have been held both by the Attorney general as well as by the governor um, what do you think needs to happen I mean if you had a magic wand what do you think would needs to happen to uh, to address this problem
3: well uh, I would go back to, to the policy that was in effect uh, uh, before uh, the current administration took office before January Um uh, uh no, n- no one is standing here saying that the border was completely locked down that there was no uh criminality coming across the border, but we certainly did not have the, the crisis that we have now and the uh these people that that are just streaming across the border seven eight hundred eight hundred uh, uh at a time uh in in the del rio sector uh so if they would just go back and uh say. Okay, we made a mistake when we changed uh, the policy that President Trump had in place. Let's go back and put those policies back in place and and try to to secure the border again. And then uh, if they want to explore some different policies, then they're certainly welcome to do that. But what they have done, this is a man-made crisis that, Basically, the current administration, President Biden, uh, with the stroke of a pen, caused this whole crisis. And if if they would just go back and put President Trump's policies back in place, we wouldn't be having all these issues.
1: Well, it really, I mean, it it just seems like it just exploded in January. And the only thing that we can say is, look, you know, we're inviting these people to come in and uh, they sure are taking advantage of it.
3: (laughs) That, that's correct that that you know that message was telegraphed to them way before uh, you know he was inaugurated uh, back when he was running for office that the word was getting out that hey he's going to be an open borders president and and so those people the cartels they, they started gearing up because they knew that it was going to be a free-for-all and uh, absolutely that's exactly exactly what happened. Wow.
1: Sheriff, thank you very, very much, Tom. We, uh, any any closing thoughts you'd like to leave our, our folks before we go?
3: Well, uh, again, George, I, I just appreciate you uh, uh, taking on this topic and, and keeping it out in front of the people and uh, the citizens out there. They need they need to be contacting uh, the White House and their congressional leaders, and they need to let it not be known that we're tired of this, and we're not going to tolerate it anymore. And it needs to stop. Um, I, I don't, you know. That's just. I don't know what else to say. It is it, just. We're not going to be able to sustain like
1: this. It, it, something has to give pretty soon. Yep, I agree. I agree. we 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 I mean, a country without a border is not a country very long. That's for sure. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, uh, folks. We've been chatting with with our good friend. Uh, Sheriff uh, Mike Harmon from uh, Lavaca County, Texas, and Sheriff, you be safe, and our, our prayers are with you and uh, your your deputies. Thank you, George. Appreciate you. you. Have a good one. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP nine thirty AM radio, The Answer. Howdy, 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 once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And we've got um, Sheriff uh, Henry uh, Troshet. Chesset. Henry Troshet. Troshet. Troshet.
4: There you go. Took me years.
1: Gotcha. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry, Sheriff. From Galveston County uh, on the coast. And, uh, of course, if everybody knows, Galveston is over there, is uh, on, the, uh, uh, on, the go- on the coast uh, close to Louisiana. And uh, so it's not too close to the, to the border. But I wanted to reach out to the uh, sheriff because one of the things that we really overlook and don't know too much about uh, is the trafficking of, of uh, narcotics uh and probably people too but mostly narcotics that's coming by water uh into our into our, our our country sheriff welcome to the show i was reading this morning an article about um in florida they found some um uh somebody found some some uh, washed up uh uh drugs that had been packaged and left on on a shore uh so immediately, I thought about uh, calling you because uh, we had chatted uh, in uh, in Del Rio the other day. Uh, tell us about this situation of drugs coming in uh, via via ships at, at the coast.
2: Well, as far as the ships goes, and we're assuming we're trying to locate where this may be coming in, but say in the last five to six weeks, we've had um, forty-five packages of cocaine, 161 kilos, wash up on the beach within Galveston County. Wow. We have about 60 miles of beach in Galveston County, or just over 60 miles of beach. And we've had about 42 pounds of marijuana wash up on the beach, or the beaches, within Galveston County. Just like I said, between May and and, uh, here in June, last five, six weeks.
1: Wow. Okay, so, I mean obviously i mean we, we always focus on what is happening at the border uh points of entry like laredo del rio and mcallen but uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, drugs coming in uh through through uh through the waterways
2: and this could be either a vessel sink or when they were transferred from one vessel to the other what has uh fallen overboard but uh like i said we've got over Sixty miles of coast, and um, and we're not the only one. I mean, this is Matagorda. I believe has about fifty um, uh, bricks of uh, cocaine wash up, also, and it's all the way into Louisiana.
1: Wow. So, uh, have have any of these uh, ships or uh, uh, these drug uh, dealer or drug uh, traders I mean have they have they been caught Has, have any of them been arrested or uh, is this uh, just a, a new phenomenon that' that we're watching
2: it's it's not new of occasionally we get one maybe two packages washed up on the beach but uh, here lately for this to be this quantity within this time period um, and we are working with the coast Guard and the, the da uh, trying to determine what cartels because there's different markings packages wide and to find out what cartels may uh be uh offloading or transporting these up the coast you know, we're right south of houston Galveston Island, 50 miles due south of downtown houston so um
1: not quite sure so educate us a little bit uh how are they packaged i mean i would imagine they're they're waterproof i guess right
2: well, uh, uh, yes, but from time to time they do get wet, and um, they're they packaged in what would be a rectangle, um, something. I'm trying to think of what size it would be. Oh, uh, they say about the size of a family Bible.
1: Wow, and and, and so these uh, are, are how are they? I mean, are they connecting with somebody? Uh, uh, and, and and these uh, just kind of fall overboard, or are they being cast overboard and let somebody else pick them up? So,
2: it, 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 from time to time, all of what you discussed is is occurs. Uh, Either they were transporting them from one boat to another, depending on the weather, and they may have went overboard, or uh, the other vessel didn't pick them up, or the vessel might have sank that was transporting them over. Um, again we're we're not quite sure these are the ones that they lost, so can you imagine the ones that went
1: through? Yeah, right, yeah, I mean like all things, uh you're just seeing the tip of the iceberg in this uh, in this situation where you're uh so what happens if somebody stumbles upon these um uh these drugs? I mean, do uh, hopefully they would report them, but if they don't, I guess they could sell them they could pass them on, I guess right.
2: I would not want to be caught with one of these bundles because I can only imagine the felony time. You'll probably get behind it. But please don't touch them. Um, again, if they're seeping or leaking in any way, you're not, you're exposing yourself or your family to what uh, may come through, uh, contact your local law enforcement agency so they can be picked up and properly disposed. And um, we're cataloging them everywhere they float up, GPS coordinates. Wait, and, uh, again, we're trying to determine, through the assistance with uh, the Coast Guard and the DEA, who may be or what type of cartels. I believe we have about five different markings so
1: far. Really? I'm um, floating ashore. So that means that there's five different cartels that are bringing, bringing the, the, the the drugs in? Is that what you're saying? Could be. Could be. Wow. That's amazing. Um, here at the end, uh, what, what advice... What, uh, what would If you had a magic wand What do you think needs to happen? Um, with us or the whole border situation? Well, let's start with you guys And then the whole border situation
2: uh, it, It'd be nice to have people That weren't using this uh, product That wouldn't be so um, used as a main hub For uh, everything from, from drugs To uh, trafficking of humans and it goes and it disperses out from Houston to dallas to um, other states and um like i said we're only 50 miles south of Houston, so if they want to come up the port in any way or even at the galveston bay get and get it, offloaded and it disperses out from there um it's sad that there's so many apparently people on drugs in society that's using this product and um it
1: doesn't look like it's easing up any. Wow. You got it. Well, Sheriff, thank you very much for taking time to be with us. Uh, we wish you the best, and uh, we hope that uh, your 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 deputies will be safe, and we certainly hope that uh, you'll be successful in, in protecting our coast.
2: We'll do our best, and uh, thank you very much, and God bless
1: you. You take care. Once again, my sure. friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, the answer, howdy, howdy, howdy! Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP nine thirty a.m. radio. The answer, and uh, we've got uh, a, a good friend of ours who's been on before, Sheriff uh, Jenkins from the uh, from Frederick County, Maryland, all the way from Frederick County, Maryland, uh, about an hour from uh, north of uh, of Washington D.C. And uh, I wanted to reach out to uh, Sheriff Jenkins because. Uh, the, everybody talks about the, what is happening in our, in, in our backyard here in South Texas at the border, but the border crisis is reaching much more than that. It's reaching deep into the, into our, 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 our uh, heartland. And, uh, I wanted uh, to hear from Sheriff Jenkins, what he sees happening. Sheriff, thank you for taking time. Talk to us, tell us what is happening in your community. What do you see uh, as potential problems or problems that are already beginning to surface.
3: So thank you, George, for having
5: me. It's it's a pleasure to be here and discuss this. This is a really critical issue, and I think about this every day because this is going to go wrong for so many way, in so many ways for America and Americans because what we're going to soon see, and we're probably already seeing parts of it, is that we all know that, that the tide of immigration that comes across our borders uh, does not stay in the border county. So, you know, along with the movement of of the immigrants coming across uh, from coast to coast into the heartland, you're going to have the criminal element. You're going to have the drug traffickers, human traffickers, the the criminal gangs, MS-13, the increased drug trafficking that comes with all of this. So we we have seen it over the past number of years. If the problem has grown. We're going to see see it much more in the coming months, in the coming years. And America will soon, I fear face a, a, a wave of crime and violence that we're not prepared for.
1: I, I really do. I mean, there is no screening whatsoever. In fact, we are already seeing here in, uh, at the border how they are catching repeat offenders. And my understanding is uh, you may, you may want to elaborate a little bit on this, but my understanding is that the uh, 287G program uh, is also uh, there's an attempt to phase it out or just close it down completely.
5: There is. It's funny you bring that up. I just met with ICE officials today that run our program out of Baltimore. So basically what this president, this administration has done has been basically to neuter ICE, basically make them ineffective. There's no uh, interior enforcement right now. They've been ordered basically to stand down. So you have to look at this problem in a couple of ways. Number one is the border security. You have to have security at the borders. You have to close the borders, control what's coming in. On the other side of it, you have to have the interior enforcement to have criminals removed back out of our country, back to the country they came from. So none of this is going on right now. And again, I just fear that we're going to see a wave of problems that we are not prepared to deal with and frankly can't deal with.
1: Well, the other aspect of it also is that we are seeing busloads, sometimes plane loads, but busloads of of illegal aliens that are being uh, sent to the hinterland. Uh, or to the heartland let's say um i mean it, 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 have any communities in your com- in your area uh, seen uh, the uh, arrival of of uh illegal aliens um, you know as they're as they're being removed from the sit from the, from the border but sent uh, elsewhere to um, I'm not sure exactly to what because they they don't have uh you know a a a, a vocation or anything of the name. So
5: unofficially, I've heard, yes, that the state of Maryland has received a number of immigrants, people who have crossed the border illegally, have been apprehended, have been sent to this jurisdiction or this state. So I think I mentioned this last time we talked, that, that I'm. I, it's my understanding from officials at ICE that the state of Maryland, which is on the East Coast, uh, two and a half days from Texas, is the number three destination for everybody coming across the southern border. Oh That's God. going to be overwhelming. And think about this. So I think roughly the last I heard, there are just about 250,000 illegal immigrants
1: that come across the border that are, quote, apprehended every month. Am I close to right there? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Okay, that's
5: the population of of the county I live in and and I serve. So that means every month we have to find, we have to resettle a population of that size somewhere in this country. The cost is going to be enormous. The, The burden to, to uh, the tax burdens, the burdens on their social system, the education, health care. Uh, i tell you the other part of this I really think is, is going to explode on us. You're going to see Americans who, who in previous years probably didn't have a real problem with, with uh, immigrants coming across and maybe may building a life here and doing it the right way. You're going to start to see Americans resent this because it's being forced down your throat by an administration who doesn't care about Americans of this country. And that, I think, is even going to be a bigger problem than what we may see in in crime and and public safety. So I think there's a couple pieces of this, but I I think the the resettlement of all these – and listen, I'm not faulting the immigrants, okay, whatsoever, but we can't sustain the numbers that are coming across the border. And when when I think of that analogy, the population of my county being apprehended every month and being resettled somewhere, that's going to have a very dramatic impact on on counties, on, on municipalities, on states all across the country.
1: That's right. That's right. Now, is Maryland has Maryland opened up as far as the COVID restrictions? Has it opened up? Because uh,
5: the governor has announced that effectively July one, COVID is over. No masking. No restrictions whatsoever. Everything is back to pre-COVID uh, uh, conditions here. So effective July one, yeah,
1: yeah. Because um, I mean, there has been very little checking, very very little checking oh. of COVID or any other uh, uh, any other illness. Or disease coming across the border, and uh, you know, if if folks are being resettled in your communities, um, I mean, it's not only just the crime; it's also the health issue. Right, right. And I've said again,
5: it's something I've said for years. I mean, the public health is a piece of this, and the public public health, really, frankly, is a part of public safety. And nothing's being done to check uh, for for whatever types of diseases, diseases that we have probably uh, um, gotten rid of years ago that we don't see in this country are probably going to come back. And, and just think about this, the the resources of that size population coming into this country, what's that going to do to our resources here in America? I mean, you've got, oh, there, there are so many problems. Like I said, this is going to go wrong in so many ways for so many Americans. It's time, George, to fight back. And, and, and I'm saying this, Washington is not going to solve the problem. This administration is not going to address the problem. And, and I believe it when I say that only americans and i think the sheriffs right now are the last line of of, of hope in this thing we have to push back we have to organize people to to push this federal government to to seal our borders and and start uh, to begin to enforce uh, the law in the interior and get these criminals out of here
1: you got it i mean uh sheriff i have been speaking with a lot of sheriffs across the country on my show and uh you know the issue of defunding police in major in major metropolitan areas Uh, Seems to be running still full throttle, but uh, so that, in my opinion, that only leaves the sheriffs to uh, to well protect us and defend us.
5: It it really, truly does. Uh, You know, I've said forever that, that, and I believe this because I serve citizens. I don't serve elected officials. You know, I'm I'm elected by a constituency. I I take that oath seriously, and I do believe the sheriffs across this country, all 3,000, I think 84, 87, whatever that might be need to come together regardless of your political affiliation, regardless regardless of your beliefs, and we need to stand up and address this problem as one voice, one authority. And I think that's the only way we, we stem the tide.
1: You got it. Sheriff, any closing thoughts that you'd like to leave with us before we go? Uh,
5: Not really, George. I I just say again, I I think about this every day because it's such an overwhelming problem, and I see so many things coming our way that we are not prepared to deal with as a nation, as a country. But uh, I believe at the end of the day, the tide will shift and we'll win the fight.
1: You got it. Folks, we've been speaking with our good friend, uh, Sheriff Chuck Jenkins from uh, Frederick County, Maryland. Thank you very, very much, Sheriff, and you be safe. Thank you, sir. You too. Mm Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. Hi folks, this is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to borderhawk.news. Borderhawk.news has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. Borderhawk.news has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to borderhawk.news. Howdy, 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 my friends. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And we have our very, very good friend, Congressman Chip Roy, from the 21st District of Texas. And uh, I wanted to reach out to him because uh, the congressman has been very, very uh, forcefully trying to debate, uh, challenging to debate, uh, the vice president, Kamala Harris, and of course we know that she has been down to the to the uh, to Central America and Mexico, and it wasn't a very very good trip in my book. Uh, lots of us here in Texas are uh, are very very upset about um, the way that she has been ignoring the border crisis and how the crisis keeps getting worse. So, Congressman, welcome to the show. Uh, um, you want to debate her? What would you tell her? Because apparently we, as citizens, are not reaching her at all.
4: (laughs) Well, George, thanks for having me on, as always. Uh, Look, I mean, right now, I think it is a stiff competition between the President of the United States, Joe Biden, and the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, as to which one of them is embarrassing their country more. Uh, Is it Joe Biden fumbling all over himself over in Europe, you know, being masked up at G7 and then unmasking, and then uh, you know, not even remembering where he is or who he's talking about, or is it the Vice President going down to Uh, countries not our own in Central America as well as Mexico and basically saying, don't come here while uh, giving platitudes and, uh, you know, frankly listening to the leaders of those countries saying, well, the reason they're coming here is because you're basically having a wide open door allowing the cartels to abuse folks. So, what would I say in a debate? I would walk through the facts, and it was a part of the memo that I sent to the Vice President uh, while I've been out there saying, hey, I'm happy to meet you anywhere, anytime, since you can't uh, you know, clearly can't find a border of Texas and Mexico. I'll go wherever you want to go, and let's debate this issue. Um, and I'd be wandering through the data points of the seven hundred thousand uh, people that have been apprehended uh, just this year alone. The three over three hundred and fifty or so thousand gotaways. The uh, seventy-five hundred pounds of fentanyl that cartels have been moving up through into the United States, and this is the important one for Texas, George, an 800% increase in fentanyl uh, stops here in, te- or in Texas, 800% increase in the first five months of twenty one over the entirety of the previous four years combined. Why does that matter? Because that dangerous narcotic is stopping in Texas now. The danger of these cartels is reaching into our community. I would challenge her On her knowledge on the cartels. What does she know about the cartel Jalisco New Generation and what they've done in terms of absorbing the Renosa faction of the Gulf cartel? What does she know about what they're doing with, uh, CDN, uh, with the, uh, Los Santos and Nuevo Laredo? Like, these are all things I'd like to push her on and, um, and, and see what her knowledge is. And then importantly, the solutions which we have of which we have many solutions uh importantly obviously making sure we enforce title 42 make sure that we have return to mexico in place making sure that we do all the things that is necessary to fix asylum and catch and release these are all things we could do in a matter of days and the current administration just refuses to do it
1: you know congressman it's almost it's it's very annoying Uh, i'll use that word very annoying to see her laugh off uh whenever somebody uh asks her why she hasn't been to the border i mean I'm not sure I understand what uh, her attitude at all in this matter.
4: Well, I think it's quite apparent that the vice president doesn't go to the border because she knows uh, that it is a complete and total disaster, and she doesn't want to have any ownership of it. She laughs it off because she has no answer for why she's not going, because the true answer is what I just said, and she can't say that out loud. Uh, I think our job is to continue to push it. And, look, I'm glad to see Governor Abbott and and, uh, the state of Texas uh, starting to talk about stepping up. Uh, Frankly, I think we needed to do that a while back. I think we need to do it more aggressively. I think, uh, frankly, if I were governor right now or certainly if I were advising the governor, and I I say this in a friendly way, uh, I would say that we should just shut her down. I mean, right now, the danger posed to Texans, the danger posed to ranchers, the danger posed to the immigrants in this heat who we're finding in stash houses they are being put into the sex trafficking trade, little girls, people getting abused, cartels running fentanyl into Texas, I would shut the border down. The federal government is refusing to do its job to secure the border of the United States. It is, it is natural law that people have a right to defend themselves. Our Constitution reflects that. And I think that Texas ought to say, enough, we're going to defend our communities, and we're going to hold the line right
1: now. Wow. Um, let me ask you about, let me let me change topics on you. Uh, yep. And uh, you just presented a bill about China purchasing yep. property here in Texas. And um, we, you know, that's been a hot topic for a lot of us here who uh, learned not too long ago that uh, the Ch- that uh, a Chinese representative uh, wanted to buy Property in Texas? What on earth for? Would that you know? I I cannot imagine what that would be for. Uh, Tell us about your bill. What's your concern?
4: Well, for a while now, we've been reading stories of uh, uh, Chinese uh, members of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, buying up land in the United States, including Texas. Uh, there's stories about having land in near our uh, military installations and bases. Uh, we're sort of hearing of, of uh, Chinese acquisitions of minerals, uh, land in Texas that is rich with, you know, oil and natural gas. Uh, so I introduced a simple piece of legislation. It's not very long. It just simply says that if you're a member of the Chinese Communist Party, or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party, that you can't acquire land in the United States of America. Look, I think it's pretty simple. Uh, if, you know, World War II, if we had uh, you know, uh Germans uh, you know, coming over in the leadership of Germany or or Japan coming over and saying, Yeah, we're gonna buy a bunch of land, we would have just lapped it off. And if we don't acknowledge the extent to which we are in a uh cold war with China, uh and what China is doing to target our friends, uh to go reach into South uh, uh South America, uh and to try to extend their uh power, uh, build their military, target us with espionage, target us and steal our intellectual property, uh, you know. Shutting off some of the supply chains to mess with our economy, uh, using unfair trade practices to to, to harm us so economically. that we can keep going down the list. We got to start getting right with making sure we're independent, making sure that Americans own American land.
1: Uh, you know, I, I really uh, I couldn't agree more. I, I'm just uh, I'm just flabbergasted that uh, you know that it, it, that this would be happening and that somebody would be selling selling property to the, to our enemy. I, I, I just can't I just can't believe that.
4: Well, you'd think it'd be pretty common sense And if I owned a piece of land, I sure as hell would be selling it to the Chinese Communist Party Uh, (laughs) But I think this is where the leadership of this country has to step in And say, look, you know, Americans should own American land And, and, you know, maybe we should go farther than the Chinese Communist Party, right? Maybe we should go to how much land is is owned by, uh, you know, Iranians Or by Saudis, or by Russians, or by, frankly, even some of our friends At some point, you ought to just say, look, Americans own American land This is America
1: Yep, Uh, I couldn't agree more Congressman Anything else that you'd like to share with us before we go?
4: Well, look, I think right now that, you know, all the listeners out there are great Texans. Now's the time for us to, you know, uh, work together to hold the line. And I think that we need to uh, make sure that our state leadership, as they head back in, hopefully, and have a special session. We need to have election reform. We need to make sure that we're controlling our elections in Texas. But we need to speak with a loud, clear voice that we want border security, and we want it now. I'm going to fight like heck in Washington to do what I can, but we're obviously up against people who don't care. That's just, there's no other way to put it. purposeful. They want open borders. They want to endanger American citizens. They want to endanger migrants and pretend it's compassionate. Our job is to stand up and say no. And at the end of the day, like I said, we have a natural law right to defend our communities in Texas and we should do so.
1: You got it. Congressman, thank you very much as usual for being for being with us again. We're, we're talking, we've are talking. we been talking with Congressman Chip Roy from the 20, 21st District here in Texas. Thank you again, Congressman.
4: Thanks, George. God bless.
1: Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer.